Welcome back to Unsupervised Radio. This is Colin, and I'm back here again today with Adam. How's it going? In today's podcast, we discuss renewable energy. Renewable energy is an uh, incredibly important topic to me and Colin. Uh, we've done some research on it to uh, for d- further educate ourselves for this episode. Uh, we go into climate change, renewable energy, um, biofuel, and uh, also maybe possible solutions to fixing the problem that we're in. But before we get into that, here's a message from our sponsors. As climate change becomes a more widely discussed topic, it is hard to truly understand what is fact and fiction. The facts are, nations are releasing extraordinary carbon emissions every day that is resulting in a warmer climate and a weakened atmosphere. This warmer climate has been causing the polar ice caps to melt at an alarming rate, causing ocean sea levels to rise. The attaining of fossil fuels is causing pollution and destruction to animal habitats. Fossil fuels is also an unsustainable solution for energy that has a finite resource. There is a solution to removing the world from fossil fuels and acting against climate change. This solution is renewable energy. Renewable energy is energy that does not stem from fossil fuels and comes from a source that can be replenished. There are many types of renewable energy stemming from different facets of life, all creating energy that is safe, clean, and affordable. The energy that is now being harnessed through incredibly intelligent systems is the same energy that humans base their existence on since the dawn of time. Wind, solar, and water have been the main sources of energy that are redefining human history once again. Renewable energy is the saving grace to climate change. It is necessary to transition to renewable energy because of its ability to create a sustainable energy source, limit further carbon emissions, halt climate change, and reduce air and water pollution. While renewable energy is good, it is important to distinguish what is clean renewable energy and what is equally as ineffective as fossil fuels. Currently, it is predicted that the transition to fully renewable energy sources will happen by 2050. While this is a very positive outlook on renewable energy sources, it's also predicted that the polar ice caps will melt by 2030. Climate change definitely has impact to the world in many negative ways. Obviously, you discussed the polar ice caps melting, which is going to rise sea levels, which lead to cities being flooded, like many cities already are seeing changes, like Venice, who's completely in Italy, is completely surrounded by water, and they can see the water rising. It is terrifying for someone who's living there to see water rising right next to them. But climate change also affects all ways of life. Rain, like agriculture, will, could be destroyed by um, droughts that are caused through climate change because the way like through weather i don't remember the exact science behind it but basically around the equator there's more rain but it's slowly becoming less and less due to the increased temperatures in the atmosphere and less water is falling because it's more evaporation and whatever the science is yeah and just piggybacking off what you said about the rising sea levels in those cities beyond that is the indigenous people living on all these islands who have the smallest carbon footprint on the planet and yet they're the people being affected the most I mean, there's people all in Indonesia being relocated right now by their government because, or maybe not Indonesia, I'm not good with my geography, but they're being relocated because rising sea levels are causing them to have to leave their homes where they've been living for generations. And they haven't even done anything wrong. It's it's the people living in the big countries, like the United States, China, and India are the top three um, producers of CO2 right now. China being number one, U.S. falling shortly, and then India being in third place. And it's these small places that are taking the biggest toll like you can look at india who has a large population much more than the u.s and they rely on fossil fuels because they're a much more poor country they don't have as much money as like china or the united states or there's many other examples but the main problem with using fossil fuels right now is that the countries that can switch to renewable energy sources aren't doing it as effectively as they should and the countries that can't do it as well are watching them being like why should i even try if the countries that can do it aren't india is one of these countries they're looking at the united states they're looking at china and they're looking at these places seeing well they're still producing a whole lot more carbon than we are co2 i mean but in reality it's just because we have more access to tech like techno technological advancements we have a lot more energy being used. The U.S. is one of the, like, as far as people go, the people in the United States use more energy than anyone else. Like, it's, it's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting to see the energy consumption by one American compared to even one European. 
it's it's unbelievable. I don't have the exact stats, but I I know that like we are double more than most of the other people on there. Yeah, I I mean I, I don't have the stats in my hand too, but I want to say it's almost like eleven to one. Oh, it's ridiculous. I mean, like you can I mean comparing to like countries that barely use energy, like I'm pretty sure it's like twenty five to one at that point. Oh, I know. I'm pretty sure one U.S. I'm I'm not exactly sure about this, but one u.s citizen uses as much energy as like 49 to 50 people in like nigeria or like other african countries i'm not exactly sure which one it was but they use so much more energy and us i mean us we are the u.s citizens we are using the energy and and obviously we have a completely different lifestyle than a nigerian or someone living in an underdeveloped country but it still does not change the fact that we are over consuming beyond a million i mean it's disgusting what we are doing to this planet and that we're not doing anything to stop it. No, it's, it's, it is honestly, it's terrifying seeing that. I mean, we we're growing up in this. We were born into this generation and people since the 1950s have known what climate change is and how it's going to be negatively affected towards our planet. Like there were scientists in which documentary was it? Uh, it was the Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, I believe it's called before the flood. Let me well, yeah, check before that. the flood. I'm pretty sure that's right. But in this, so basically, in this documentary that we watched, um, uh, how do I word this? So basically, the they showed throughout all the countries and how, like energy consumption, basically. And Leonardo Leonardo DiCaprio was discussing with people um, like energy consumption and how the United States is ridiculous. He one of my actually favorite parts. This is a little off track, but anyways, one of my favorite things that he brought up was in India how. The, like the, the, I'm going to bring up India a lot because he went there and discussed with the people. But basically, in India, they use a lot of energy. And the, is it before the flood? Before the flood okay. by National Geographic. Yeah. But so basically, in India, there are so many people that have no access to power at all. It was upwards of 300 million people. If you think about 300 million people <laughs> the in The entire India, population yeah, of America. All of the United States. Everybody in there, picture us with no power. That is a portion of India's like population. It is ridiculous. Yeah, it's 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 very concerning, is what yeah. it really is. And and it's scary to see how much damage we've already done. I mean, if you look at just Iceland, oh, or Greenland, Gre- it's Greenland, Greenland, Greenland. Yes, their, their snow has already melted so much that there's blackness showing now. And the problem with that is that opposed to the snow reflecting the sunlight back into the sky and keeping the snow cold and keeping you know a lot of water out of the ocean is beginning to melt faster because the black that is now on the snow is absorbing a lot of the heat melting the snow faster and yeah. the problem with that is you look at it there and, and now it's, gonna, it's beginning to happen down in antarctica and the north pole or the south pole it's pretty much happening everywhere it's pretty much happening everywhere where there's ice mass and and the concern with ice mass is that inside of these ice masses are methane and as the world as the planet heats up it releases these methane balls these gas balls inside of the ice into the uh, atmosphere which in turn heats up the planet which releases more methane from the ice yeah and it's it's terrible because we're the ones who caused it obviously with our co2 emissions but it's more than just CO2. People see like global warming as just there's carbon dioxide in the air, but that's not true. There's lots of gases in there that have the same effect, if not worse, than CO2. Methane gas is one of these. It's how much times worse? Or, I don't have the exact yeah, stat, but it's, but it's, mul- it's, mul- it's multiple like, times worse than CO2 methane, which is majority in America. It's released by cow burps. Yeah, and because and that's not due to normal cows that is because of what we did normal cows they eat grass and they have no problem digesting it whatsoever but we force feed them um corn which is so that they get fatter so we have more meat so people like us can eat it better it's better for us but when the cows eat corn it causes indigestion or something along those lines where it causes them to burp a lot and while they're eating they're burping eating burping eating burping every one of those burps releases a lot of methane gas and there are a lot of cows yeah our country uh, along with our energy consumption we overeat meat a lot uh, I've seen that just by our country not eating meat on a Monday yep the changes it would create to our environment is drastic it, it, it's it's crazy that's why it's one of the reasons why people say you shouldn't eat meat that's why people want to switch to vegetarian or vegan where it's there's they're saying we shouldn't use these animal products they're thinking of it more towards the like save the animals type idea but for like climate change wise it's not a bad idea 
at least one thing that's not a bad idea is to switch from cows to more less beef and like more chicken because chicken is there's a lot more chickens they're a lot easier to grow and i don't know the, the correct way to say this but like basically there's there's an easy easier way to get more chickens than it is to get more cows cows are hard there's they're huge animals that's why we like them because it's a lot of meat and it they have milk there's lots of reasons to have them i mean obviously chickens and eggs and everything but chickens don't burp <laughs> and there you go <laughs> Um, but let's begin to get into solar energy yeah, right now. This I, I is one of the uh, yeah, it's one of the bigger. Um, it's the uh, I think arguably the biggest uh, renewable energy source that we are using around the world currently. Um, some amazing examples of how renewable energy is being used is uh, Elon Musk's Gigafactory. Uh, he created this massive factory. It's going to be once it's completed, it's going to be the largest building in the entire world. It's going to be tall. Or if you took the width of it and stood it up, it would be taller than the empire or the. Um, in India, the is the the really tall building in India? No, 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 no that no. one. Empire State Building? No, 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 no. It doesn't matter. Whatever. <laughs> it's a big building. Is what we're trying to say. It's it's a massive it's a massive facility that um that that uh, has solar panels covering the entire top of it so that it can uh, utilize the sun's energy. Along with that, we have um, Flotavex, which are basically solar farms in the ocean. Um, we have solar farms on the on the ground, which yeah. I'm sure you people have seen many of those. Of course, just large areas with many solar panels in it. But basically, solar energy is a fantastic way to utilize what is the most important thing in human history: the sun. It's it's something that we should have been utilizing much earlier in human life. I mean, we've been utilizing it in many different ways. I mean. Um, Wind is technically a solar energy because uh, the sun creates wind. Um, but one statistic uh, that I that I liked looking into when I was researching for my paper was um, what would it, what would happen if we could put solar panels on every single house that could. Oh, this is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Every house that has the ability that's sustainable for a um, solar panels to like be placed on it. If we did that, it would produce. 1,400 ter uh, terawatt hours of electricity each year, and that's 40% of the current energy production in the U.S. That's crazy. Crazy. And 40%. 40%. It is an unbelievable statistic. <laughs> yeah, it's it's massive. And, and I mean, think about the United States. We use way too much energy in the first place. Yeah. 40% of the amount of energy we use, sure, like, I mean, that's almost half. And if we actually start cutting down on what we're using, it's probably hopefully more than half like yeah, it should be more than half um but i thought that was an interesting statistic that if our government started making movements to just start putting solar panels on everyone everyone's house and every house that was built had a necessity it was uh by law that they needed solar panels we would cut down on a lot of carbon emissions and we would start doing oh, a better yes. job at chipping away at this but um something that's really been bothering me is our paris accord ag agreement oh i agree it's it's not enough. It's not enough at all. Regardless that it's not enough, there is nothing holding these countries accountable. Our own country. It, I mean, it's <laughs> it is as it's it's an agreement. It's an agreement. It's not a law. It's not. There's no reason why they can't go against it. Like legally wise, it's like sure you go against the UN. That's probably not a great idea. But but at the same time, no one's holding you accountable for what you said you would do. Yes. Yeah. There's not. There's nothing forcing these countries to actually make a change and realistically the paris agreement it doesn't even do enough oh it's not enough at all it's not it's barely going to prevent anything it is a, a dent in a massive car that's it all is. it is and in the documentary we were discussing before the flood leonardo dicaprio in his like while he's going around the, the world looking at everything he was looking at I think this is when he was discussing the ice like melting and he was talking to a scientist who told him that if we completely turned around right now this was made in 2015 if we completely turned this around and we stopped producing global warming the earth itself would still increase in temperature but it would turn around in say like i don't know the exact time period but say like for 10 years the earth would still continue to heat up but it will eventually cool down because of everything that we've done we can't stop it right away there's no way of just flipping a switch being like oh global warming all done no it's not realistic we have to work for it but it is possible that's what i'm trying to say it is a possibility of reverting the damage that we've done it is a possibility but we have to act now we have to act in uh 
And that's why we were trying to promote the concepts of these renewable energy sources. How wind is a huge one. Wind is a massive one. It is, it's grown incredibly over the past couple of years, if um, decades even, where they've set up wind farms everywhere, along the coast especially, using the wind that comes from the ocean because most of the winds are towards the center of the ocean, like hurricanes and everything. But they also set them up in the water in some places, which honestly isn't great for the ocean itself, but at least we're trying to switch to renewable energy sources. I know that some companies have built actual solar or wind farms, I mean, in like shallow waters. Like there's one off the coast of Mass near, um, what's it, Martha's Vineyard. There's one in between like the sh shallower water there. They've built them. Um, there's, there's just tons. Like, I don't know. It, it's They utilize the energy of the wind, generates electricity, and they store it. But the issue with these is the fact that what if the wind stops? <laughs> what if there's a cloud in the sky and your solar panel isn't making energy anymore? And what if we turned off all of our fossil fuel burning things? Like, what are we? where's our energy coming from? Nowhere. Nowhere. It's, it's, uh, it's scary that we don't have enough battery capability to actually store the energy that we create, which is why we are still heavily reliant on fossil fuels. The fact is that at night, the sun goes away, and at night, uh, because the sun goes away, the wind dies down. It doesn't it's pick up. It's still there, but it doesn't generate as nearly as much. Not nearly as much. And the problem is that at night is when we consume a lot more energy. Lights are on, heat's on, it's colder. And the problem is that we have one-tenth of one percent of all of our battery storage. Like out of, We are one-tenth out of one percent. Which is 0.1 percent. Yeah, of, of, all, of, of battery that we have right now. For the world. For the world. That, but we need 100% to yes. store everything. It, it's scary that we are this deep in a hole and then there's nothing to do about it. And yeah. even to get, even to make these batteries, I mean, currently we're going to have to use lots of fossil fuels. We're going to burn lots of fossil fuels to obtain the lithium and all of the other precious metals that go into that's, making that's, a battery. That's a huge issue. It's a the, massive issue. The fact that we can't get to the things we need to revert what we're doing with damage without causing more damage like we're saying like oh we need to build this we need to build this we need to build this and then the big corporations are like yes renewables great so go mine those <laughs> use my fossil fuels that i'm getting for you so you can mine more of the other things so you can build the things you want but it like it's every step we take it feels like it's in the wrong direction i because I, it basically is because even when we're making these renewable energy sources we're you burning so much fossil fuel just to make them it's just crazy. to get all of the materials needed for them you're burning fossil fuel i mean everywhere you look every step we're taking in the right direction we're taking two steps in the wrong direction and i, I mean, mean in many ways like it's the idea of like take two steps back to take one step forward or whatever the saying is you know ideally you want to be taking two steps forward and taking one step back because at least you're moving forward but right now we're taking like five steps back you know and what, one now step that i think forward. about it i think it's one step back with two steps forward yeah that's saying yeah no that makes way more sense but um it's 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 tough. It's incredibly tough, and it's a salute. It's a problem that we're struggling to grasp it, grasp with. But we're also coming from a, um, a government that has denied this problem for many, many years. I'm not choosing oh, sides, yeah. but in general, our government has not done anything. Well, that's back to the point where we've known about this since 19. Well, I don't know the exact 1950. Years, 1950s. We've known about this when people were dumping cars into rivers, thinking, "Oh, no, it's not going to cause any harm." Throwing trash down a river killing fish they don't even know they don't even they, they don't care it's not going to affect them how is that going to cause harm it goes out and away from us it's not near us anymore no it's causing it caused a lot of damage mass it harm. still is mass mass amounts of harm it's also sad that um hydropower another renewable energy source uh that uses utilizes currents usually put in rivers uh you build a big dam and then like the hoover dam is a big hoover dam for the u.s you'll build a you'll build a dam and then you'll siphon the water to go to a certain place where that water will push a turbine to create energy but i found that in my research uh even hydropower uh releases emissions it re releases carbon dioxide because of uh things in the water like for example um a lot of times, if you have a farm up the river, when they dump their um, pesticides and everything they use to farm with into the water, it comes down into the uh, hydropower plants, and they release that carbon into the air. So it's also another renewable energy source that is not As act that actually doesn't have a zero carbon footprint. Yeah, that's 
that's on it's it's like terrifying it's yeah. terrifying to think about that even the renewable energy that they tell us is good it's not like a huge example biofuel biofuel <laughs> is disgusting it's awful it's you know it's when disgusting and our government is being bought out by the Koch brothers and by people with uh, a lot of money and basically they're convincing them that burning trees is a great way to fight climate change oh trees <laughs> grow back right those yeah. are renewable yeah, they, no. they grow back super fast right yeah so basically these big biofuel companies what they do is they take trees they deforest large areas they take all the wood they chop it up into little chips and they light it on fire like coal for fuel they burn it but there's lots of other things that they do that's even worse like one example they burn rubber they throw rubber into their fires so it stays hot enough so that their wood burns better that's another reason why it's terrible like there's like they they're trying to convince us that cutting down an entire forest and burning it is going to do an, enough to revert global warming when in reality it's doing the exact opposite it's just as bad as a fossil fuel those trees are not going to grow back they're releasing just as much carbon and the, it's it's just it, i don't understand how i mean i guess the government itself or not the government but just the big corporations and everybody has convinced everybody that this is a good well source. It, they haven't even convinced everybody though well, i mean it was shown in the yeah. documentary uh in um planet of the humans it was shown that uh the director jeff gibbs uh walks in a um like a green energy uh parade and he asks the people do they believe that biofuel and sometimes he'll break it down he says does he believe burning trees is a good way to combat climate change and every single person every single regular human being said no i don't I, like, how can burning trees the one thing that's saving yeah. us be something that's good for us to use to make energy See, I but think then when he walked over to the people who owned these corp who owned these renewable energy corporations and these people who are promoting green energy and and all these amazing things he asked them about biofuel and they, they all of them would say oh i don't really know what our company's stance is on that or or i don't really want to get into biofuels right now or i don't really know much about biofuels what do you what do you mean yeah, what do you not know about it one of them even said oh i burn a wood stove every night why i, I don't know anything about yeah, that he, he's like, com he's comparing using a, a fire like a regular person's fire as the same thing we do at a biofuel i mean let it, me just give this real quick statistic from the uh, documentary it's a quote um the a biofuel facility shown in the documentary burns four hundred thousand green tons of wood, and will require ten of them to replace an average coal-fired power plant. It's disgusting. Four hundred thousand green tons a year of wood. I feel like the normal person would, if they knew exactly what biofuel was, they would know that it is not good. They would know, like, oh, burning wood for energy that's like kind of just as bad as burning coal right like you're just like doing you're doing a step earlier that's all you're really doing i mean coal is just a dead tree or dead yeah. animal a carbon animal that's been in the ground for millions of years yeah and now instead you're just gonna take one that's like i don't know 50 years old yeah it's our jobs as citizens of the planet right now to speak up against these politicians who are allowing our country and, and our planet to become ruined by this i mean it's it's despicable what is happening I mean, at these biofuel facilities, they're allowing them – well, first off, they're considering trash, burning trash to be a renewable energy source. It's, it's, it's also technically biofuel. Yes. Um, in, the, in which one – in Planet of the Humans, it was shown uh, these concerned people I, – I wish I remembered the city. I want to say Detroit, but that's kind of – I feel like it's kind of stereotypical. Um, <laughs> it's, I, I don't remember either. I don't know. But in this city, there's a biofuel facility, and the citizens are complaining about – uh, a horrible smell that it releases and that's because it was found that they were burning trash they weren't even burning wood they were burning plastics they were burning stuff that everyone was throwing away for energy and at these biofuel facilities and another one it was found by a local school nearby that they were also using rubber um tire like tire chunks like rubber chunks to put in the fire so that they could keep the fire hot enough to burn the wood i'm, I'm pretty sure that was somewhere i don't know if it was michigan but i, I remember it being on one of like I think it was Lake Superior. I'm not sure. It was one of the Great Lakes, and I remember because the citizens that were living there they went up to one of these older women. I don't remember anything about her other than that, but um, they basically was talking to her about it, and she was like, "Oh, it's terrible. 
Like, I grew up on this lake in all its beauty, and I look at the poor kids who have to live, go to school next to these factories. There were two schools right next to the factory, an elementary school and a preschool, I'm pretty sure. There was three. It was an elementary school, a public elementary school, uh, a preschool, and then there's also a Catholic uh, right. a Catholic Sacred Heart school right there. And then on top of that was a retirement living yep. home, too. It's unbelievable. And right in between all those was a freaking – Factory, a biofuel bi- bio factory that factory. was burning rubber tire chunks in in, in the, the win- fire, and in then the in the winter when it was snowing, the debris, the the rubber debris was snowing back down on them, and that's how they found out they were burning rubber is because it was on the snow. They had they, black soot on their snow. They hit it so well that they literally had to take samples of the snow to figure out what it was. And another thing that this very uh, specific factory does is they they realize that oh wood isn't as renewable as we say it is. They have to ask people in the town for lumber. They they stated in that documentary that, hey, like, they posted, I don't know if it's a billboard or just like an advertisement or whatever. They're saying, if you have spare lumber, like, put it out front for us and we'll pick it up for you for free <laughs> so that they can burn it and not cut down more trees because they realize it's not a renewable source. Yeah, and another lie that they uh, were promoting is that they were uh, using – uh, I think they're called tree farms. I'm not exactly sure the name of it, but it's where they mass produce trees so that they can cut them down and then burn them. But that's not true at all. They were buying them from companies that were lumber companies. A huge example of this. This wasn't in any of the documentaries. I did. This, I learned this through one of my classes. But a IKEA, the huge furniture company. Those, yeah. It. They say that they use like farms, tree farms, whatever you want to call them. Where that's how they get all their wood. They get all their wood from tree farms, but then and like inspectors come, they go, ah, yes, this tree farm that you're showing me, this is where you get all their wood. Ikea goes, yes, this is where we get all our wood. And then they go, that is good. That's up to code. That's what you need to do. Good job, Ikea. And then they go and like leave, the inspectors leave. But Ikea then goes and deforests areas, massive areas. They buy them from these companies that deforest these areas. There's massive plots that can be seen in satellite images. Uh, it, I think it's in, it's somewhere in Asia, I want to say it's in maybe Russia or like around those lines. It's like northern um, Asia. But they there's open plots of land that were not there that come from these companies that IKEA like is known for buying from. It's it's crazy. They say no, we only use renewable sources of wood. But how it, it makes sense though. How could it be so cheap? IKEA sells furniture for so cheap. cheap. How do they get the the wood for that cheap? Because they outsource and they buy from people who are deforesting. It's disgusting to like, watch. It's, I it's, mean, we've already killed the coral reefs, and next we're going to you know, take every tree yeah, off that's the planet. Huge thing. The fact that climate change, it's the CO2 that is now bleeding into the water. And bleaching the coral reefs. It bleaches the coral reef. That's the first step. You see a completely white coral reef, that is, means it's dead. It's You've killed it. There's no getting it back. It's all dead. Is there anything we can do? To create more coral coral reefs, is there Actually, is, is there is, any chance of so them coming back? This is one thing that I've heard of. So, one of the positives that came from the COVID nineteen pandemic was that the divers in Australia, because they could not do like all their their dives with whatever, because people couldn't come out. Yeah, like no one, tourist traps yeah, and stuff. Yeah, exactly. One thing that they did was they sent the divers who usually go out on tours, and they brought them, t- trained them, and had them plant coral in the reef so it could regrow. Oh, which is a huge thing because like i mean the issue is if we don't try to stabilize the co2 in the atmosphere and the ocean it's still going to die because like it's just it will but by planting more we're at least prolonging the entire death of the coral reefs hopefully well yeah that that reminds me of the beginning of the pandemic where um remember we started seeing the dolphins swimming in venice and, and all this yes. crazy stuff oh my god people can see in china for the first time and I was looking into it, uh, and it was like, uh, I found a good quote that I really liked. It was like, yeah, it's very beautiful to see the world changing like this, but this is the equivalent to a smoker taking a three-day break. You might be breathing better for those three days, but if you pick up a cigarette after the third day, you didn't make much of a change. Yeah. I mean, exactly. That's an, an incredibly valid point. It's, if it's we, a perfect analogy for what we are. If we do not, I mean, like at the beginning, if we're already coming back from it now, I'm sure I haven't checked the statistics oh, or everything, but, but society's am, back to normal. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much. pretty much. I mean, at least in the United States, for sure. People have already switched back to, I'm going to go out. I'm going to do the things that I usually do. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Blah, blah, blah. 
they're back to burning more fossil fuels, back to emitting more CO2. Back to doing your using daily drives, back to doing everything that we used to do. People are going back to work now, stuff like that. It's – we – like Americans produce so much and we're coming back to it and they saw that, oh, we produce less. You cannot use that as an excuse to go back to how we were. We should use that as an example of where we need to be. Yeah. Or if not even where we need to be, how we need to be even better than that. Yeah. I mean, that was not enough. And that was, you could see the drastic change that humans had just by, you know, sitting inside for two weeks. It's, it's crazy. Two weeks. Two weeks. That's all it took. I mean, and you know how it, much energy we use sitting inside alone? It's still a, a ton. A ton. It's, it's <laughs> like, no, it's, it's upsetting. It's upsetting to see what we're doing to this planet and how little action we are taking towards it. It's, I, I don't even know what to say about it. Any, like, but I also want to get into uh, Planet of the Humans a little bit more. Yeah. Um, we only briefly touched on it, but in the documentary, it was shown all the way, all the steps where renewable renewable energy fails. Um, oh, yeah, and I don't mean yeah. to bash renewable energy because currently it's, it seems to be our only only platform of saving ourselves. It's, renewable energy itself is definitely oh, a, it's a good, thing. good, 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 good all the way through. But the problem is that we are so connected to fossil fuels that all the way through the process of making these renewable energy sources, we're still burning fossil fuels to get them, like we mentioned earlier. But on top of that, like we said, we can't conserve the energy we create with them. And then also, they don't last very long. In the documentary, it showed these these uh, solar farms and and these um, and oh. these wind farms that are gone after twenty years. And I don't know if the technology I, – I hope to believe the technology is getting better and that they're lasting longer and that we're taking better care of them. But, I mean, the mirror farm that was shown in that was was oh, horrifying. Yeah. Where, they made was... a massive mirror farm to uh, enhance the amount of solar energy that they could produce. And then after I think it was 10 to 15 years, all the mirrors were shattered and they completely pulled out of there. They were gone. They did not even try to reuse the area. Oh, oh yeah, and they just on... left it abandoned. There's sand piles piling up everywhere. It's and then on top of that, they mentioned that every morning to even get the solar farm working, first off they had to be connected to the grid. They had to have uh, natural gas come into their facility so that every morning when they wanted to turn on the solar farm, they would kick on the generators and it would run for three to four hours every morning, burning tons of fossil fuel just to get more energy from the sun i mean you can't be taking steps backwards when you're trying to do something that's it's not a we need to stop allowing this to be a money grab we need to stop allowing companies to just do what they're doing because they're making money from it not it needs to be an ethical choice as a society that we do something to make a difference and to save our planet the because i need to tell you right now i mean yeah. we're not gonna our grandkids aren't gonna be the ones who see what climate change has done we're going to be the people who see what climate change has done. We will see the beginning of the end. Our grandchildren By will see the end of the end. All the ice caps will melt. No, 2030. Or 2030. 2050 is when 2050 is when renewable, renewable energy. energy. Okay. 20, <laughs> yeah. That's 10 years away. Yeah, 10 years Not away. And 20, and 20 years after that is when we'll finally catch up to climate change. Great. <laughs> A bit late, don't you And think? even at that point, do we have batteries? Do we have everything created that we yeah, need? That's, we need the storage. For the renewable energy, so that we can't, we don't have to rely on jump starting a, a generator for three to four hours to get it going. Yeah, we have to have the storage capability. I know Elon Musk talked about this in the Before the Flood documentary. He's saying we need a whole lot more energy. Well, he was storage, also, he I mean. also stated that um, only a hundred gigafactories, a hundred of what 100. Elon Musk has created with one private company, would be enough to to have the whole world, the entire world, be sustained on. He also said that. He can't do it alone because he doesn't have every, the money. Every country in the world has to start, like, trying. I mean, obviously, some countries are under, underdeveloped compared to others, so they don't necessarily have all the materials, have all the science or whatever you want to call it to get there. But the big countries, China, the U.S., we have to start doing more. Like, Much we more. have to help out those smaller countries, like India, who cannot afford to switch to renewable energy. We have to help them because if we don't help them, who will? It's ironic that America is great in getting in wars with the small countries, but they're pretty terrible at helping them out. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, yeah, we're pretty good at going in there with guns and, uh, you know, messing with your society and your culture, but we're pretty bad at, you know, giving you energy sources. It's ridiculous. Developing you. It's all, it's all it is. It's just ridiculous how we start fights over oil, over <laughs> all these things that, oh, we need to have them because they give us money. Money and it's energy. all people care and, about. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's what capitalism is run on. I mean— 
the private sector is going to be what's going to save us from this because that's how capitalism works. I mean, I, change doesn't happen until the private sector does it, and that's what Elon Musk is doing. And thank God for him because he seems to be the only person who's you know forward thinking. Yeah, and honestly, like one thing is that these big companies they don't see like burning fossil fuels as the end of us. They see it as one, I get money out of this, I get more uh, improving the economy, whatever you want to say. But the thing is. As time continues to go on, we're getting closer and closer to that. Yes, this will kill us right away. Not us necessarily as in the humans will die out in a second. No, that's not what it's going to do. Like places will flood, we'll run out of food. We'll be able to survive in the air. Like it'll be filled with carbon. We might have to wear masks or something if it's that bad. Like look at China. China has to wear masks on a daily basis because it gets them sick. They get sick just from breathing the air. I mean, it was... uh... In that other video you sent me, I wish I remembered off the top of my head, but they were showing how many deaths uh, fossil fuels has has over every other source of energy. I mean, even nuclear, which is something we need to talk yeah. about. Nuclear energy and the negative connotation behind it, which is not deserved at all. I mean, that energy is very clean. It's the cleanest energy that we have. And the thing that scares people is Chernobyl and the one that happened in Japan. I wish I knew yeah. the exact place it happened. But it was too scary um, – outcomes that took place but it was also because of inadequate coding and old structures yep i mean if it's done correctly it's a safe i mean all the energy you can produce from nuclear energy all that waste that you have you can put into barrels put it underground cover with cement and you're way better off doing that than you are just pouring stuff into the air with your i mean it's definitely dangerous oh there's there's danger to everything you do but there's definitely danger to nuclear energy and it's it's not ironic, but it's kind of like it, it's weird to see that all these big companies they see climate change, burning fossil fuels, emitting more CO two into the, the air. That's not a big problem, but in reality, it's just because they've been pushing it off like for fifty years. Like I was saying, like, and every second they they get closer to the end, they still don't care because they don't think, oh, this if this instant, it's not going to kill me just by burning this. No, but they see nuclear energy as an issue because they go. Well, if this goes wrong right now, I'll harm lots of people. Yeah, it's that, it, that, it is an issue. So we do have to further the science of it to improve the, like, making sure that we don't have meltdowns and stuff like that. But we also just, like, I don't even. No, I hear you. I hear you loud and clear. Uh, I think what you're trying to say is that we need to improve on it and stop backing away from it exactly. the way Germany has, the way that mm-hmm. uh, the citizens of Germany. Um, first off, Germany, an amazing country. They they they're trying to run 100% off renewable energies, but they're also relying on biofuel heavily, which is, you know, not good. Yeah. But uh, by 2022, uh, their government has proposed to get rid of all nuclear facilities, and they've already shut down more than half of their facilities. I think I'm not positive on this, but I'm pretty sure they've actually shut down all the reactors. Like they don't use them anymore because they're too dangerous. But by 2022, they will have removed them. They're taking them all down, so they're not even giving them a chance to use them again ever that's very scary i mean that's the honestly the best energy source that we have i mean once you create it you don't really have to rely on the fossil fuels that to, to and, help. and another reason why nuclear energy is such a good thing to use is because it doesn't go away it's not the sun like as much as like like solar and wind are huge for like generating energy in a renewable safe way no carbon emission at, as at least while it's generating the energy not necessarily talking about like making them but nuclear energy it doesn't stop you can make it and keep making it the only finite resource that you need for that is the the metals that you have to mine uranium. For, like uranium or i forget the other radioactive one that becomes plutonium but it combines with something and like it, sure it's a finite amount but we've been mining for stuff way worse <laughs> for way longer i mean just the batteries that we were talking about alone i mean the lithium is oh. incredibly toxic to get and all the mining they're doing for all of the, all of the thing we all of the things that we need in our country, all of the mining that we're doing is just as bad as mining for uranium. Oh, absolutely. I think that like moving forward, as far as actually trying to find a way to have a solution for the climate change that we're going through right now, is we have to find ways to safely mine so we can get the materials we need. I mean, that could just be using renewable energy sources to actually like mine for these things so like have trucks that are using solar power or something along those lines to generate the energy uses which is definitely a struggle for us right now because electricity is not as strong as gas-powered vehicles like they don't get as much power 
so they can't necessarily mine as well. But I feel like if we make that step, that would be a huge progression because we will not be relying on fossil fuels anymore for the mining of making more fossil or more um renewable energy sources. Well, that's like one of the biggest parts is that like you kind of hope that Tesla starts going into like larger markets. You kind of hope that they start like the Caterpillar. Then you hope they start replacing them and creating massive uh, machinery that is runoff electric because if it's runoff electric then you can power it by renewables and if you can yes. power it by renewables you're removing fossil fuels as best you possibly can currently and that's what we really need is large um power tools to be done through complete energy or complete electricity now yeah. instead instead of um gas powered gas powered yeah i think uh, a big thing that we need to do though is become creative we are we're not very creative with how we create energy create energy i mean um I thought one cool idea was um, having a gym that would find, like you'd have to engineer a whole bunch of different things oh, for it, yeah. but a gym that from the energy produced by its Patreons, people using the cable poles and the running on treadmills and all that stuff, you turn, you use the energy that they're creating and you, you sell it back to the town or the state or wherever you or wherever it needs to go or you just power your own building. If you just powered your own building off of the energy that they created, that's already better yeah. than just not doing that at all. And I think it's time that we start becoming very creative about the way that we use energy and create energy. Yeah, I don't think that – I mean, like, a lot in a lot of people's views, they think renewable energy is – if we just do it, we'll make it. But that's not true. A lot of people think, oh, after watching documentaries like what we've saw, seen, renewable energy, there's no way it'll work. That's a lot of people. But I think we have to see kind of in the middle that renewable energy, yes, it is a way out of – the climate change that we're going through it is a way to help slow and hopefully prevent global warming at one point but we will not get there until we actually do work for it yeah we need to step up and stop uh like off of like the creativity yeah. like we have to come up with new ways of making energy or new ways to power vehicles new ways to do things because we've been doing it the same way for decades and and beyond that Just, we need to think about it deeper i mean <laughs> It's it's more so than just creating a solution and not thinking about the steps before it. Like renewable energy, the biggest problem is that all steps before you get to the renewable energy is that you're using fossil fuels to make it through and through. Yeah. And that's a problem. You need to start looking at it as an engineering standpoint and thinking, what's the first problem? And you need I'm I'm not start start smart enough to to figure it out, but you need to break it down from the core and not from the end. It's, yeah, agreed. You can't just be like, Oh, you see the problem is climate change and that's because of co2 emissions so let's just stop co2 emissions you can't stop them right away no. it's not that simple you can't just be like turn it off <laughs> everything our entire civilization itself will collapse absolutely we won't have access to food anymore we won't be able to like go to work whatever but like it will collapse we have to find a way to switch to it in a fast way because if we don't switch quickly we're screwed it's like i can't even say it nicely like no we're screwed but, like, we just have to figure out a new way to mine. I think that's a huge thing. If we can get the resources we need to make more renewable energy and continue to make it, because we will need more over time, population increases, amount of energy we need increases. And, like, another thing, a lifestyle change. Hard, so hard to do. Especially for Americans. As one, I would know. I've set myself living in a way, a certain way, that I'm accustomed to now. I don't want to change, but... Like, it's simple things that, like, what they've been trying to say, what, 10, 15 years ago, when probably even longer than that, like, oh, change your lights to yeah, LEDs. Yeah, like, when we were kids, it was like, make sure when you're brushing your teeth, turn off the faucet. <laughs> like, like, oh, can these small energy. things that, like, we, we, that, like, felt so, like, amazing to do that you felt like you're saving the world, but in reality was not nearly enough. I mean, no. that is the moment when we should have buckled down and actually done something real, because what we were doing was pennies. It was nothing. It was nothing. I mean, it's all, I mean, it's sure. all that's good to do. I mean, we should be recycling more. We should be doing everything you can be doing on a personal I mean, level to help. But it needs to be cut down more than just change your lights, turn off the water, and all these small things. It needs to be much larger than that. I mean, sm doing a small thing is definitely not enough. Like, looking at yourself, when you turn the lights off, how much power do you think you save? It's not that much, right? On an individual but, scale. But on an individual scale. But widespread. If everybody on the planet does it, like yeah, you're, you're saving, turn, tons you're of saving a lot of electricity, yeah. a lot of energy. Like, I mean, I mean, I can only assume switching to LEDs from I don't what was it fluorescent 
bulbs. Yeah, I'm guessing. Fluorescent, I think. I'm not positive. I don't know. The I'm, ones that we have right we're now. We're young. Just... Sorry, oldies. <laughs> but um, yeah, when we switched to LEDs, I can only imagine how much energy that actually saved. Yeah, if ever like power. everybody did it at once, I want I, like that would be such a large swap. Yeah. From energy usage. But it's still not enough. I mean, it's... oh no. I think of uh, where we need to improve most largely is hydropower. We need to figure out how to use it better. I think that's a technology that we're not looking to nearly enough. It's, I, I it's, think because yeah. water is always flowing, and I think we can find a better way to use it and not have it release carbon emissions and not putting it in the ocean. I mean, the last place we need to put something is in the ocean. We've we already got enough trash in there for a few lifetimes. Yeah. yeah. Like... I think an, another issue that we didn't really address much with hydropower, it's not really it, – it's, it's Itself, the, it does not uh, it, produce carbon. Uh, yeah, carbon itself. Emissions. It's the, the actual the, – I don't know if it's the grinding down of the things in it, but basically like things fall into hydropower and it gets torn up and shredded and probably releases CO2. So I'm, I'm not exactly sure the science behind it. But another issue is that hydropower dams, like say the Hoover Dam, what happens when that breaks? We a have a lot to... of people die. Exactly. There were like um, I'm I'm not sure. It was in one of the documentaries, but they discussed how when like a dam breaks or a hydropower, it's it's usually a dam, but like whatever the facility is that they use, if that breaks and all the water comes flooding through, you flood basically so much land. You... That that wasn't a documentary. I wish I knew that. that. It was it was the YouTube video. Oh, it was, was it? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yes, it was. Um. Because there's an example of it uh, when a big tsunami came through and it right. and it broke the dam, which killed, I think, hundreds of thousands of people. I, I'm only assuming. I mean, it's uh, obviously it depends where these dams are, but also like, say you're out near a river, and you're in the river where the dam is. The dam breaks. You know what's around the river? Agriculture, all the stuff growing, farmland, because plants need water to grow, right? So it breaks, floods it all, all of it demolished. Well, there goes food supply for lots of people. There goes the people in those areas flooded. Their homes are destroyed. They have nowhere to live if they're lucky enough to have even survived the flood. Like, there's definitely dangers with it. And we have to figure out ways to make it safer. Like, obviously, we make them well. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying that they're likely to break, but there is a chance that it does. We have to improve. So, obviously, the stability, make sure that it's strong enough. But we also have to improve the the power that it makes i like i i'm not sure how much it generates but you can only put so many dams in a river <laughs> before you already like it's already destroying the ecosystem like sure they make floodgates so that it, it takes water ladders. and the fish can go to fish ladders exactly so they can go up and down but it still has the water go through it in a safer way but it's we we just have to improve upon it and the thing is i can't even come up with the ideas that we need no, to because we are not nearly smart enough i mean God forbid if we were the people to figure it out, but we won't be. It's going to take a lot more than just us, and it's going to take a lot more people it, becoming it's gonna very take serious. Everyone. It's going to take everyone, and we have to get much more serious about it. And I, we need to create more solutions. I mean, and that, that's just back on the point that it will not change right away. It will not be an instant, easy to do problem that we can solve. Right? It's it's not as simple as solve this math problem. Boom, global warming solved. <laughs> no, it's you have to work for it. It's not an equation. It's it's a real life problem. Like your house gets hit by a tree, you're not gonna go. I guess I'll go buy a new one. No, you're gonna fix your house, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. So we have to fix the ways that we're harming the planet. We have to stop harming the planet. Sure, if you have ten trees in front of your house, they're all fragile. One of them falls down, lands on your house. You're not gonna build up and fix the house and then leave all the other trees that are about to fall on it. No, you're gonna cut. You're gonna remove the trees because you need to. And sure, while you're at it, you better plant ten more because save the environment. Um, you know what I saw that I thought was an interesting way to combat the um, the polar ice caps melting is that they have an idea of that they want to put a solar uh, or sorry not a solar a wind turbine um, in it, in the ice caps and they want to have it power a pump that will go it will go down below the ice and get the water and put the water on top of the ice because uh, that water on top will create first what they call first year ice. And if you put more of that water on top, you have a higher probability of creating what they call long-term ice or five-year ice or something like that, which is this ice that it starts to accumulate, and that will put more ice on top and pull the water out of the ocean. 
That's super interesting. Super interesting, but I mean, how are you going to put a wind turbine there without like destroying a lot of stuff? Also, if a wind turbine needs energy to start up, I'm not sure. No, it doesn't. It no, doesn't. No, okay. No, no. That's no. just the the solar facilities. Yeah, that just need the that? solar okay. facilities. It's particular. So yeah. Uh, so I mean, facilities. yeah, yeah. It's not all. Um, and then I think uh, on top of that, we also have to change the way that we do agriculture. Um, we mass farm, and it is terrible for our planet. I mean. It's this is a tricky one. It's a very we have tricky one. I mean, so we already many have so many people are feed. hungry. <laughs> yeah, so many people that are starving, and it's, I mean, it's 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 a hard problem to fix. It's an incredibly hard problem. We to fix. we need to, I th one thing that's huge is we need to change lifestyle changes to, for food, like how we talked about eating less beef because it is hard. It's worse for the environment because of methane, but also just like mass producing cows is difficult chickens they're smaller they're easier you can have more in an area sure but also like the same goes for farming like we should farm the foods that grow like i don't even i think uh i don't have a solution well i think there's a solution already here it's gonna be a frontier that's gonna explode within the next 10 years i think it's um the beyond meat and all, all these like vegan options of meat this will become huge because what they're doing is producing meat that tastes like meat you're not making a big change i mean it's not that is true yeah it's not a big deal to switch from uh those plant but i've had them before then they don't taste like that different from a regular hamburger but you're yeah. also it still has the same amount of protein it still has all the benefits of meat besides um like that red meat like the, there's some yeah. meat, but you do want meat in you it's a benefit i mean we've been eating it for eons but that will be a huge benefit to our society because we'll stop farming and stop uh mass slaughtering yeah. cows and pigs and chickens and all this and we'll be creating it out of plants which are way more sustainable to grow and continue to agriculture compared to animals which are much more difficult especially cows like we've said yeah like the, all the um like impossible burgers i think that's what a lot of companies call possible them. burgers beyond meat it, those yep. are two different companies though They're, it's impossible and beyond meat yeah i mean i don't know if impossible is a company it's I, a company it is okay because i know that lots of places just call them like the impossible burger because they did it without meat or like I remember it's I've because had so an for example meatball sub yeah like just, Burger King and introduced yeah. the impossible yes yeah, so that was impossible it was created Walmart. by the company Impo impossible comes from the uh, okay the company. that makes sense because I've also seen it at like some place like Whole Foods I went Whole there Foods has impossible yeah. the impossible meat section okay yeah exactly yeah so well I think that kind of wraps up our discussion today I believe it does well we will see you guys in the next one bye bye.